0: Another year, another iPhone. If you're a tech nerd like me, this time of the year is always exciting to you. New Apple products always have a certain way of stirring up a special sort of excitement from fans and media alike. But if you're not someone who geeks out over the latest processor speed or camera aperture, chances are you still see the latest advertisements from the company based out in Cupertino and think to yourself, I want that. Over the last few years, however, Many in the tech community have pointed to Apple's recent lack of innovation. The singular aspect that once made their devices so revolutionary in the first place had seemingly been thrown to the wayside in favor of comfort and familiar territory. This wasn't the company that once rallied behind the battle cry of thinking differently. But in a year of the 10th anniversary of the phone that quite literally changed the world, Apple seems to have finally responded to our disappointment. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, what are those nerds asking for anyway? My iPhone just works? What else do you need? I understand your point. In fact, that's primarily the reason why I'm using an iPhone instead of any other device. It just works. But at the end of the day, it's hard to not be envious of the flashy new phones from the likes of Samsung and LG. After all, if I'm going to pony up hundreds of dollars for a new device that has last year's tech in it, what's the point? Now, admittedly, I do believe that many flashy features of non-iPhones are nothing but gimmicks, because when it comes down to it, it is truly a comparison between operating systems, not cool kid features that you'd use once, show your friends, and then forget about. Chances are, if most of the people you communicate with use a certain device, you use it too. But with the last three generations of iPhone looking nearly identical with primarily internal changes, it's hard to get that excited about any new release. But Apple may have finally found its x-factor, to keep the company competitive. If you ask anyone, Apple is definitely not struggling financially. But what has worried, and I'm using that term incredibly lightly, what has worried investors and market analysts is the lack of innovation and therefore longevity of the products. To put it simply, people are asking how much longer Apple can keep its fan base, hashtag team iPhone. Now, Apple decided to unveil a handful of new upgrades this afternoon, including a new Apple Watch and Apple TV among others. But the show stopped when Tim Cook walked across the stage in front of a giant screen that simply said... iPhone. First up were the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus. Once again it looks nearly identical to the current-gen phones, however this time the back of the phone is all glass. Allowing not only for a sleeker finish, but the ability to use Qi wireless chargers. And Qi is spelled Q-I. Now Apple is saying that this has never been done before, but I think they're forgetting about the iPhone 4 and 4S. But I digress. The addition of wireless charging is cool, I guess, and maybe now that iPhone has finally adopted it into their devices it will catch on more, but for me, at least right now, I'm perfectly fine plugging my phone in every night like I normally do. Also, even though Apple is touting the glass on both sides of the display to be the most durable ever in a smartphone, I would still be cautious of waving your shiny new $800 iPhone around like nothing could harm it. After all, it's glass, and glass shatters. But, again, I digress. Along with more nuanced display tweaks and performance improvements, which most users won't actually notice unless coming from an older-gen iPhone like the 5S or 6, Apple shared some exciting news on the cameras in the device. On the standard iPhone 8, the sensor is getting an upgrade like it does every year, but inside the 8 Plus came some rather cool news. The new sensors exclusively on the 8 Plus will have an exciting new feature built into its portrait mode in the camera app. New lighting options allow for studio-like lighting, all with the simple swipe of your finger. There's even a new stage lighting feature which blackens out the background and boosts the lighting on your subject to give you an image like you might find in an actor's portfolio of headshots. It may be a gimmick to some people, but as someone who loves photography, I have to say that it's actually a cool idea. Once the phone is out in the real world, it will have to be tested of course, but in typical Apple fashion, their cameras have always been the standard on smartphones, so I have no doubt that the latest announcements will actually live up to the hype. Apple is also touting their latest advancements in augmented reality, that cool but not very practical piece of technology that made Snapchat's hot dog filter possible this summer. Much like virtual reality, I don't see that much to be excited about just yet at AR, or augmented reality. Yeah, it's cool in theory, and can probably, and will probably, lead to some revolutionary technology and user experiences down the line. But for right now, all I use my phone for is iMessage, Spotify, social media, and taking some pictures when my camera isn't with me. Plus, AR is no doubt to be a battery hog, something that every iPhone user secretly has anxiety about in the back of their minds. Now, if all of this news about the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus just sound pretty... meh to you, that's because it is. But have no fear, because Apple quickly announced the very next iPhone just moments later, dubbed the iPhone X, even though it's pronounced without the Roman numerals as iPhone X. There is no home button, there are practically no bezels, which, for those of you who don't know, a bezel is that tiny metal border that surrounds the physical screen of your phone. And the new screen is actually an OLED panel, rated at 5.8 inches across. So basically it's the size of the iPhone 7 Plus or 8 Plus, just all screen. Now due to the lack of physical home buttons, Apple has upgraded the front-facing camera technology to enable a feature called Face ID. Basically the phone creates a digital dot map of your face, allowing you to unlock and interact with your device just by looking at it, even in the dark. Now this is definitely cool, but not very practical in my opinion. The home button with Touch ID works just fine for me, as I have used previous versions of Face Unlock on old Android phones with little enthusiasm. There's also a new feature that uses the new front facing camera as a way of animating your emojis. You can now use your own facial expressions and map them onto an emoji, making it come to life, but this is more of a gimmick, even though it would be kinda cool to put my face onto the hair flip emoji every once in a while. Now, the disappearance of a home button also means that the software is now centered around gestures. Swiping up from any app acts as the home button, swiping left or right at the bottom of the screen jumps between apps, and so on. But again, I didn't think there was a problem pressing the home button or even the little assistive touch button in the corner of my screen. Now this phone won't be for everyone, but it certainly looks like it has what it takes to compete with the latest from Samsung and Google's Nexus brand. But here's the kicker, the base model of the iPhone X starts at a whopping $999. That's more than most laptops and even some MacBook Air models. The iPhone 8 and 8 Plus will be available in a few weeks, with the iPhone X becoming available for the holiday season. Now, in my nerdy opinion, the 8 and 8 Plus are just iterations of a product we already know and love. People use iPhones because they want simplicity and efficiency. They don't want frills or wild new features just to say, ooh, look at my phone, look what it can do. I'm the same way. I used to love the unique characteristics of Android, but was tired of trying to get my phones to work 100% of the time. They should just work naturally. If I need to send a text to someone, iMessage works pretty much without fail. The same as if I want to make a phone or video call, or if I want to jot down a spark of inspiration in the Note app, or take a quick picture at the exact right time without having to worry if my shutter is going to lag, making me miss the shot. But that doesn't mean that I am content with this year's announcements. The 8 and 8 Plus are just kind of there, and the iPhone X or iPhone X is cool and flashy, but has yet to prove its practicality, not to mention it's incredibly expensive. I bought my iPhone 6s used almost a year ago, and... knock on wood, it's still running exactly how it was the day I booted it up, save for a few random hiccups once in a blue moon that every piece of tech can have. As Apple concluded their keynote in the all-new Steve Jobs Theater, It's hard not to remember the moment that the first iPhone was unveiled. The world has never been the same since then. Steve Jobs truly pushed his company to embrace the mantra of thinking differently back then, but it remains to be seen if Tim Cook and Johnny Ive have done the same one decade later. So what do you think about the latest Apple news? Also, I hope you like the new site and have enjoyed listening to my first podcast. Let me know what you thought and if you have any ideas for future articles or podcasts or anything you want to hear me say. So, until next time, thanks for listening.